0: Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me. This is Meena Paree from Ayurvedic Healing Center. And I, in this podcast, I wanted to um, talk about a topic which is uh, quite personal and um, that I have worked with um, myself. And so the, today's topic is going to be about boundaries and how we can set boundaries with ease and love why this is a personal topic because i've always um, struggled with boundaries Uh, to be honest i didn't even know the need for boundaries so i was raised with the belief that you do everything in your power to do um you sacrifice yourself for the love of others and you do everything you can do for people that you love and uh, so that's, that's a cultural conditioning that I was raised with. My mother did everything for everyone. And um, so I even being uh, living away from India, being a very independent and I think intelligent woman, I still picked up those beliefs, um, although I was not aware of them. Obviously, I picked up the subconscious beliefs that I will do everything I can do uh, for the people I love. And second thing to, um, actually, the first thing to um, bring to your attention is that when we are talking about boundaries, we are naturally talking about boundaries with people that we love the most, that we love deeply. There's no need to set boundaries uh, with people who we don't know. They, They don't know us enough to take advantage of us. Um So I had, in my early years, I had, you know, family members uh, you know, asking me to do things that I went out of my way to do them. I did not know any other way. So I kept at it until I was completely exhausted and depleted. And um, I I started to feel not so good about it when a mentor colleague mentioned that I need to set some boundaries and I not understanding what the, why the boundaries were, I understood it at a surface level mentally. So I kind of set the boundaries more out of, you know, anger that, you know, how that I was being taken advantage of and I was upset about that. So I set the boundaries, but and the you know the emails that used to come with the red emergency flag that open it now respond to it now came for a little bit and then they stopped. So I think by not responding, I stopped the flow of emails that was that were asking me to do do do, and instead of talking about it or clarifying, I just simply ignored and didn't open the email. So that's how my family member got the message. But however, it didn't feel good. It felt like maybe I let them down. It felt like it just separated us. And uh, so in, in spite of me trying to do everything to help them, it didn't feel good to me to do that. And so, as I mulled over this topic again and again, as I was confronted with many opportunity to set up boundaries, because this, you know, this uh, people walking over the lines or taking advantage or uh, kind of, you know, it it's, it wasn't a one time thing; it recurred again and again. So, really, I had to really look at it because obviously, the need to set boundaries occurred after the boundaries were already violated. I didn't understand it while in the process. And uh, only I realized afterwards that I've been taken advantage of or I've been manipulated. And um, so here I am today before you, and I wanted to share the new insights that I've had since then. And I um, actually had written so much on the boundaries, you know, three, four pages filled with insights and a lot of good information, I thought, as I was getting that. And I wanted to kind of bring that all together, but I lost that file due to a new computer switchover and I gave up. And I thought, well, whatever, I can't find the file. I'm not, I just gave up on writing about it until this morning, Uh, when I was confronted with the boundary issue again. And again, the stuff just came. So I'm just going to share with what has come for me today. And hopefully that'll be helpful to you. It has uh, helped me tremendously um, just today to really look at it this way. And I'm hoping that it'll help you as well. And also another point that I wanted to make that in many cultures, like I mentioned, um, it's it's very common for women to overdo, for women to be nurturers. For we can multitask, we are strong, we are, we know how to make how to fix everything. We know how to make the whole household run smoothly and do it all. Um, we run the risk when we do so much to become martyrs, and you know we are willing to be loving and kind no matter. How no matter how we are treated, Um, which you know I realized today is such a coping mechanism because we're not willing to look deeply at our own self. So we, so we cope with um, not getting the recognition or the love or the respect by continue to overdo because we can do it, but we actually end up you know getting hurt along the process. So becoming a martyr is not the way and it's something that we need to be mindful of. And um, so here are, uh, so in order for us to uh, realize uh, that uh, why the boundaries are needed, one of the questions to ask is, it's not about what someone is doing to us Although that is a result of how what we are doing to ourselves. It's really a result of how we are treating ourselves. So in the olden times or in olden ways that we have set up boundaries where we are, you know, a line in the sand. It's a non-negotiable contract. And um, as I tried to work with that, I found it to be too harsh and I thought it didn't leave room for growth. And progress so I want boundaries that are clear but they are based out of love rather than ego they're based rather than anger rather they're they're coming out of love for yourself and love for others rather than anger towards our, ourselves and others because we've been taken advantage of so it's necessary that we drop into the heart and really feel what it is that's going on with us and allow the boundaries to be a natural byproduct or a natural result of self-love and self-worth. So here are some of my, um, you know, tools, if you will, to take a look at to understand how we can set boundaries with ease and love. So first is uh, it's about self worth and self love. Yes, indeed. Here we are with our good old uh, lack of sense wor- lack of uh, self worth. And remember, the reason we needed to set boundaries in the first place is because we have done too much. We have allowed too much. And one of the reasons part of the reason we overdo so maybe this time around the other person can finally see and appreciate us and reward us with the recognition and really truly know how magnificent how loving and caring we are so really underneath that desire for others to see us is a need for their recognition and approval and perhaps we don't quite see ourselves If we begin to truly see ourselves and recognize our worth, we can just be ourselves without having the need to prove anything to anyone. So it's really important to keep in check our own sense of self and self-worth and self-love. Once we value ourselves enough or we begin to value ourselves enough or we begin to see our self-worth we may realize we don't need to do so much or go overboard for others to see us. Those who love us they appreciate us mostly who we are not what we do for them. And coincidentally what happens when we begin to live from a place of self-love, self-value and self-worth others take notice. In that way we especially teach others to claim their own self-worth and see themselves. This especially is it's so important to do when our as far as our kids are concerned, no one will test your boundaries. And with no one, it will be the hardest thing to set boundaries is with your kids is with our kids because they pull at the heartstring and they do know just how to do it again and again. But it's really keeping our eyes on the goal. We want our children to be individuals and adults who value themselves enough that they won't allow um, others to take advantage of of them or they won't... um, allow themselves to overdo to the point of self-exhaustion and depletion, and they can take care of themselves. So one of the ways we do that is we set those boundaries that are driven out of self-love and self-respect, especially for our children, so we model for them what it looks like. And a second point Second way is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, to draw boundaries like a line in the sand just seemed so harsh. I feel when we do that, it's, it's a mental flow. We are working with the mind or the ego only, and it doesn't leave much room for growth and adjustments in the process that takes place. Many times, um, hard boundaries like that can come from a pain of being taken advantage of and disrespected, but that can also um, send people that can also take us to the other extreme of um, non communication, or we just allow no room for the person to grow, or we allow no time for them to have a conversation, for us to have a conversation. And kind of, you know, see each other's point of view, explain, teach, and work with it again. Having said that, I do realize that hard boundaries are needed sometimes. But again, let allow those boundaries to come from a place of self-love and self-worth and not out of anger and pain when love is the underlying intention and the reason then there's always room for adjustments and growth and the so the third point to keep in mind is um what are what why are we placing the boundaries so remember the boundaries are there for us to um not to be manipulated or taken advantage of, or really most of the time not to get so exhausted and depleted that you can't think straight. just The the balance is off when you are doing too much, too much for somebody and uh, you run the risk of them not doing enough or not showing up for what they need to show up for. And this is just not a good relationship. So the point of boundaries is, is really when it's coming out of self-love. In love, we unite. What do I mean by that? So when we place boundaries out of anger, or we place boundaries because now we want to cause somebody pain, or we want to teach them a lesson, Um, It's it's ego-driven. Even though we may feel the pain, we may get very angry, but we really want to go deeper than that. We really want to drop into the heart, into the knowing part. And we want the boundaries to come naturally out of a place of fullness, out of a place of self-love and respect for yourself and for others. And when we are doing that, we are actually giving everyone a chance to do the same for themselves. And in that way, we unite. We unite with another. Instead of boundaries, creating a separation, setting boundaries that are driven um, with love or they come out of love can actually unite people. So when there is, so do you remember self-love is um, never limited to the self. When you are filled with love for yourself or you recognize yourself, you're oozing love. It radiates out to others. We can seldom contain the self-love to ourselves. So, for example, when we look at Dalai Lama, he's radiating love and look how many people he touches and unites with. So when we recognize ourselves and love ourselves, others see it and will never treat us any differently than we treat ourselves. Remember, in treating ourselves, we teach and train others in how to treat treat us. So when we look at setting boundaries that way, then love and respect are the real boundaries without having to draw a line in the sand. And lastly, I wanted to bring your attention to the intention. What is the intention? Um, why, why there's so much overdoing? Why do we uh, run the risk of becoming martyrs? I think the answer that I came up with is like there's a fear of losing a relationship, or there, there's a fear of losing the status quo. If you've already always done it, then it's just very easy to fall into the trap to always be like that because it's familiar. And or fear of losing someone's respect and someone's recognition. So really, when there's a deep fear inside, that will drive the relationship away anyways. And no matter how much we overdo, it'll never be enough. And therefore, we continue to be in this insidious cycle of overdoing and depletion and resentment and all that stuff that comes with it. So it's really important to go underneath as to why, why do you have a tendency to overdo? Why do you continue to ignore your needs and continue to be so loving and kind and overdoing no matter how you're treated. So look at what's underneath there and what I found that there's fear. So when there's fears, fear, again, this probably is not the only part in our life that fear is uh, running the show, although it doesn't look like that. Uh, it's possible that that fear is there in other areas of life as well. So that maybe there's, we all have fear. It's just recognizing it in different situations and then really seeing it and where have you experienced this fear before? So how do we, what is fear really? Fear is lack of love. How do we free the energy of fear, is by flowing love to it. What that means is we open our heart or we love that part of us that is fearful and embracing it in love. When we do that, we expand in love. We become more of who we truly are, true love. When we expand in love, with love comes the ability to trust, And when we trust, we don't have to chase anything. We don't have to chase anyone, actually. Um, You know, chasing, intentional chasing actually comes in the way. At the end of the day, we can only do our best to do what we know to do, but the results are never in our hands. And to let go of the result and trust that whatever is for your higher good, for your highest good, will come to you. I apply this in every moment in my life where I try to. And not only it makes life so much easier, um, it just makes me feel empowered. Makes me feel empowered because I can do. I do what I can do. When we are continuously running after the result, it's it's defeating. It's exhausting. We can't. Run after the results. We cannot make things happen. We don't control things. There's something bigger than that in charge. But we can control our actions. So, again, loving that part of us that is fearful of losing a relationship or losing a job. When love is the underneath um, force or energy that's operating or responsible for our overdoing, that experience of, of fear will not bring the results that we're seeking anyways. Okay? So when we begin to look at our intentions, and that's when we begin to see our, you know, our own weaknesses, our human condition. And learning how to flow love to all that um, we fear and bringing all of that negative energy or dark energy, bringing it to love because it's ready to know love is how we expand in love. And when we expand in love, we just are naturally ourselves in a loving way. When we are being in love with ourselves or we understand our self value or self worth, uh, we never really run the risk of overdoing and ignoring our needs and putting ourselves at the bottom of the list, et cetera, et cetera. And actually, you know, the, it's a myth that by ignoring ourselves, we are really actually doing somebody a favor. In fact, Um, you may be doing somebody a favor, but along with it, you are also giving them your resentment, the guilt, and it just becomes an unhealthy transaction. So when we are filled with love, when we expand our heart to our own selves, to every part of ourselves that we are, you know, that is in pain or in need, that is, perhaps negative or dark, we expand the love within, within us. That's the holistic way of looking at love. And all we ever need to do is love ourselves, and the love for others flows from that place. So I hope that, um, that uh, you found this helpful. And if you found it helpful and beneficial, please like the podcast and please share it with others. And if you like to hear more, there's more information in my Heal Your Life podcast that you will see here on my station. And there's some free information. There's a paid podcast, or at least listen to the free ones and I encourage you to check it out. There's a lot of um info-packed. These are very info-packed podcasts that we have done live on 12 hours. And I encourage you to take a look. So thank you so much for listening. And I will see you at the next podcast.